Well, good morning and welcome. If you're joining us online, we want to welcome you as well on this Good Friday. I, I love this service. I, I just, I like what we're doing and what this commemorates. So we remember the Lord's death until he comes. And so if you're joining us online as well, you can prepare yourself if you want to get some elements for communion as we will all be taking communion in just a moment together. Uh, but again, I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It's great to have you with us on this Good Friday service. And again, we invite you to come back for Easter services if your schedule permits you to. But I want to talk for a couple minutes today. If you have your Bible, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, 14, and 15. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, 14, and 15. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have a, a copy of God's Word in front of you. But, and I'm actually going to be reading it from the New Living Translation, which is different than what I typically use. I usually kind of use the ESV, but uh, just this says it in a way that I just think uh, speaks to today. I, I, I want to talk for a couple minutes uh, as we, as we, before we take communion, not about the, the physical realities of the cross. We get that. And, uh, and they're horrific. And, uh, and I've done that before, where on a Good Friday service, we really kind of unpack what Jesus would have felt and, and the physical reality of that. But I just want to talk for a couple minutes about the spiritual realities. Because the truth of the matter is, is that you and I are the benefactors of that, of what, what today celebrates. The, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross on Friday We'll celebrate resurrection on Easter Sunday, but today we celebrate that fact that Jesus came to this earth, clothed himself in humanity, made of himself no reputation, died on the cross for our sins. And Colossians says it this way about what happened on the, on the cross. Verse 13, he says, you, talking about us, were dead in your sins, and because of your sinful nature, it was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us. He took it away by nailing it to the cross. And in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and the authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Paul talks here about the spiritual reality of Jesus' death on the cross, what it means to us. So today, as we celebrate the fact that Jesus came to this earth, he clothed himself in humanity, he died on the cross for our sins, let us not forget the reason why he did that and the benefit that you and I have today. And that's part of the celebration when we just sang the song, Amazing Grace. The reason why we can sing that in such a way is because of what Paul's talking about here. Even that, that fourth stanza, the, the fourth verse of that song, when we've been there a thousand years, bright shining as a sun, we'll have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Because it, it doesn't dissipate. Because Jesus died on the cross, Paul says, you and I can live forever. That's the first thing. Because Jesus died on the cross, you and I can live forever. Verse 13, he says, you were dead because of your sins, because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. Physical death, spiritual death. Physical death, we know that all of us, uh, well, you're born and you're going to die. I didn't mean to Debbie Downer on that one today, but I mean, that's part of this world. The Bible says there's a day that you come into this earth and there's a day that you will depart. And quite frankly, you and I have no Real control over that whatsoever. You know, as you get older, you start noticing things about yourself that you don't like, right? 
I've got a wrinkle here, and if you're fat at all, like I am, you just—it's not always fair, right? And uh, and 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 you're—you know—I have this spot in, on my hair, and and I've always had really thick hair. And Tammy says, I think you may have this bald spot. <laughs> oh man, I've had dreams of like just having the, you know, like completely bald in the middle, and. And I have a haircut lady, stylist, whatever you call her, and, and uh, I'm supposed to call him a barber, so that's all. I don't want to get into all those weeds. But anyhow, and, and, and she likes to make fun of me. And so it's just like, what you know, I mean, they're just life. It, we're all going to, to, this body is going to give way. This body is going to, from dust we came to dust we return. But spiritual, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, you and I spiritually we can be alive for eternity. We can be alive forever. Physical death, I have no choice over. Spiritual death, I have all the power and the choice in the world. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So even if you're here today and you're far away from God and you were to say, man, I, I, you know, I, I, how do I know that, that, that I'm spiritually going to be right with the Lord so that when I leave this earth, when my physical life gives way, that I will be forever with him in eternity? It's real simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It's not about being a member of a church. It's not about having perfect attendance. It's not about being perfect in your lifestyle. It's simply by the grace of God. And so today we celebrate because Jesus died, we live. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10 says, but it's now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, who destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I love how D.L. Moody said it, the great evangelist. He said, someday you will read in the newspapers that I am dead. Don't believe a word of it. For at that moment, I shall be more alive than I am now. I have gone up higher, that's all, out of this old clay tenement into a house that is immortal, a body that death cannot touch and sin cannot taint. Amen. On the cross, Jesus destroyed, uh, the, destroyed um, the spiritual death and granted eternal life to every one of us who calls in the name of the Lord. Secondly, because Jesus died, your debt is canceled. Because he died on the cross, what we celebrate today, your debt is canceled. Go back to verse 14 of, of Colossians chapter 2. For he canceled the record of the charges against us. And he took it away, how? By nailing it to the cross. In the Greco-Roman world where Paul would have been writing this, where Jesus would have died on the cross, the, the, the phrase record of charges is a written notice of indebtedness. It would be like you getting a bill, and, and, but it's even more substantiated. This is what you owe, because again, back then, they, they didn't have credit cards, and you didn't have credit, you didn't have, this is what you owe. This is hanging over your head, and Paul uses this as a word picture, that Jesus takes that letter of indebtedness that, that's, that's given the signet ring and, and, and the sign and the signature of the person who basically owns you for whatever you're indebted to them to, and he takes that note, and he nails it to the cross, paying for our sins with his own blood. It's like going. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. I actually had it happen to me yesterday. I, I was out doing some business and I went to pay my, my check and pay the bill. And all of a sudden someone looked at me and just said, the, 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 the gal behind the desk and said, hey, it's been covered. It's been paid for. What? Come, come again? I mean, I had my credit card in my hand. I was ready to uh, c c come again. And she said, oh yeah, it's, 
It's already paid for. Have a great day. Wow. You know, that's didn't happen every day of the week. And I I was kind of a bit taken back by it. That's what Jesus does for us, but on such a much higher level is that whatever our sin is, whatever our indebtedness is, whatever wrongs that we have, he takes our sins, he puts them on the cross and his blood takes care of them. It's the old hymn of the church we used to sing, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For it's on the cross that Jesus erased every record of wrong for us as Christ followers. Forgiveness, as we take communion in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget that as we take communion, we remember that God forgets. The Bible says that when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Faithful, he'll do it every single time. Just, he has the power and the ability to do so. But he takes our sins and he casts them, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. He remembers them no more. The enemy tries to bring it up. Because you go, well, well, why do I, why I've asked God to forgive me? And, but yet sometimes I remember that. And sometimes I feel like I feel kind of shameful about it. And, and what I've done, that's the enemy of your soul. That's the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says, that would come around and would try to throw up all of your past mistakes against you. But that's not God. That's condemnation from the enemy because you've already asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins and to take that away from you. And because Jesus died on the cross for your sins, your debt is canceled. He remembers them no more. The last statement I want to make, and then we're going to take communion together, is that because Jesus died, the enemy is forever defeated. Because Jesus died, the enemy is forever defeated. Look at verse 15. And in this way, He, Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly. This isn't private. He took them to task right in the the city square by his victory over them on the cross. Again, Paul is writing to a crowd that would have understood this Roman uh, military mindset that would have had a triumphant entrance, uh, triumphant procession that would have paraded itself through the streets of a city. Anytime Rome overtook a city, they would go in and parade themselves through the streets. Anytime they overtook someone else, they, they would do it as a spectacle. They did it as a way to instill fear and awe of who they were. And what, and what, and what Paul says here is this is what Jesus is doing. He takes Satan and every devil in hell and every imp and every power and every authority that would try to rip your life apart and destroy you, he takes them because he overcame them on the cross and he parades them through the proverbial city. He parades them to say they are no longer a threat. They are a captive. They, they, they are no longer have any ability to do anything for the enemy forever is defeated. That's what he does. Amen. So, so again, I know we're, we're remembering his death and we should be somber in that, but Praise God, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus stripped the demonic power of its its authority, rendering Satan ultimately ineffective in the life of a Christ follower. Did you hear that? So so the good, you go, but I still face him with that. Yeah, but some of that's just your own flesh that you've got to work through. But the truth of the matter is, is that when, when the enemy comes in like a flood, when we submit ourselves unto Jesus, he raises up a standard against him. And the enemy cannot cross the line. You are protected because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. 
All right, I, I've, I've preached enough, and I'm out of time, and so we're, we're going to get ready, and the band's going to come out, and on this Good Friday, we're going to celebrate the physical death of Jesus that gives you and I this supernatural reality of new and eternal life. And we're going to do this with communion. So as you came in today, there were communion uh, uh, elements that you could receive as you walked in. And again, we're not... Uh, you can prepare those, but we're going to take just a moment because I'm going to have, the, I'm gonna have the, the worship team come back out and just sing a song. And I want us to take a moment just to kind of reflect before we do this together. I know there are kids that are in this room. And so moms and dads, that's your conversation, that's your time as a family, you know. And I know it's difficult when you got a little, 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 little one and you've got a much bigger older brother or sister and one may do it and not, not get all that. You can referee all that right now. But what I want us to do is just take a moment, whether you're watching online or whether you're here with us at the Germantown campus, to prepare these elements. And just take a moment. And first of all, just thank the Lord for what he's done. Because Jesus Christ died, you and I have eternal life. Because Jesus Christ died, our sins are remembered no more. Because Jesus Christ died, we have the power to overcome anything and any obstacle in our life. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's what the Bible says. They're not my words, they're the Lord's words. And so I just want you just to thank him for that in this moment. Second thing I want you to do is just say, Holy Spirit, examine my heart. Is there anything in me that's not right with you? If anything comes up, just say, Lord, I give that to you and I ask you to forgive me. The Bible says, Jesus says, that he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you. But all you've got to do is ask. And maybe somebody's here today. Maybe you're watching online and you're far away from God. And you go, what do I do? Real simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, son of God, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross and rose again for your sins. Just simply say, Jesus, I accept that that's who you are. I believe that that's who you are. And I confess all my sins to you come into my heart. I accept, I believe, and I confess. And in that moment, he comes in. Maybe that's what you need to do in these next few moments. And then as you take communion, it's kind of your first communion. So we'll come back together and we'll take these elements together. You don't have to be a member at Life Church or any church to take communion. As long as you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to pray for you, and then they're going to lead us in the song, and we're just going to reflect, and then I'll come back and we'll all take together. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, I just thank you today. And I just ask in these few moments that the gratitude that we have in our hearts, Lord, that we would just express to you. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, search our hearts and let our hearts. If there's anything in our heart that's not right with you, if there's anything in our life that's not right with you, Lord, forgive us and cleanse us and let us confess that so that you can do that. And Lord, if there's anyone among us that's far away from you, let them in this moment, as the band begins to play and sing, just accept and believe and confess in who you are, Jesus. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the cross as we reflect right now in Jesus' name.
symbolizes the body of Christ. It's the fact that God loved us so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God is with us. And Jesus left the glory and the splendor of heaven and he made himself of no reputation and he came to this earth and he was tempted and tried in every way that you and I are yet without sin. And he walked this earth and he lived this life. And when it was time for him to give of his life, he gladly laid down his life so that you and I could have life. That's what this bread symbolizes. Father, I just thank you for the fact that you loved us so much that you sent your one and only son, Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you that you came, that you lived, that you died and that you rose again for us. Jesus, the word of God says you're our elder brother. You're the one that, Lord, you, you fight fights that we can't fight. You win battles we can't win. You go before us and you protect us and you're with us even in the presence of our enemies. You never leave us, you never forsake us. And even when we cry out unto God the Father, you're there on our behalf forever making intercession for us. Thank you, Jesus, for your life, for your body, and for your death and your resurrection in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take it the bread together. Now in the same manner, the cup. The cup symbolizes the blood of Jesus Christ that takes our sins away. That's what this symbolizes. In the Old Testament, Isaiah, the prophet of God says that, that there is no other way that man can be saved. There can be no more other way that sins can, can, can be remissed except for by the shedding of blood. So Jesus Christ, 100% God and 100% man came, lived and died, but he shed his blood. Isaiah will go on to say that by his stripes, we are healed. So this, this not just symbolizes the salvation that we have and the forgiveness of sins, but also divine healing. Maybe you're here today and that you're sick in body. I would tell you right there, just say, I mean, I claim that promise in the Old Testament that by his stripes, I am healed. That what Jesus Christ bore in that entire crucifixion experience brings life to me spiritually and physically. Again, that's not my words, those are God's words. That's Old Testament, New Testament, all wrapped into one through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this cup. Jesus, it symbolizes your blood that was shed for my sins that nothing can wash away my sins except for the blood of Jesus. And nothing can ever make me whole this side of eternity except for the blood of Jesus. 
So we thank you for this today. And on this Good Friday, we thank you that as, that as you wash our sins away, that you not only just forgive us of our sins, but you forget our sins. You remember them no more. We are righteous before the Lord because of you, Jesus. The word of God says that you who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. That's what this cup symbolizes. Today, we thank you. We thank you for divine healing that comes because Isaiah 53, five says that by the stripes that Jesus bore, we are healed. This cup symbolizes divine healing that we have even in our physical mortal bodies. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for this cup. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for salvation, rich and free. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's take the cup together. Now here's what I want us to do to end. I'm gonna have, have the band just come and they're gonna finish this song out. We're gonna sing this song. Ryan's gonna dismiss us, but let this be an anthem for the next couple of moments and then we're gonna be dismissed. Can we do that together?